That's better. You think we still got any listeners now? I don't know. We'll, we'll, we still got sponsors. They said they weren't going to. All right, we're back. We're back. Welcome. Welcome to the 2 by 2 podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Harold. And we are from Burlington Baptist Church. Welcome. And we are brought to you today by all of our wonderful sponsors. We've got CrossFit Northern Kentucky. Kentucky. Yep. Over behind Tractor Supply for all your fitness needs and goals. Yes. That's that's not their slogan. I made that up. And Kentucky our Olive. friends at Kentucky Olive. Yep. Purveyors of? Fine. Bulls and balsamic. Nice. That's two times in a row you got that. They're not right. purveyors of. They're, I say purveyors. Oh, yeah, I like that word. I, I don't think. I mean, I feel like it's accurate for what they do. <laughs> they they purvey it, sell it, yeah. make it. Yeah. yeah have all sorts of. They have all sorts of stuff over there. I saw. I, I shared a post from Tom. They got some Ma Blackman candy. Yeah, they got some Ma Blackman candy some and soaps. Some soap and some other stuff, and I I shared the post too. So yeah. they're getting into all sorts of things. Yep. Tattoo tennis. Tattoo Tina. The world's most beautiful tattoo artist. World traveled. Yeah. And tattoo artist of of famous MMA. Yeah, I heard that. People, yeah. And we did a podcast with them too, but I can't advertise that on church because those guys, uh, they're a little rough. MMA guys. Pray for him. Well, <laughs> we weren't we weren't rough. Okay. But uh, but they got they're a little rough. They're good dudes though. Really really good guys. Um, that we got to go out there and meet and kind of hang out with. Did you get any of them in that chill code or anything? No, I, you know what? So one of the guys that gets on the podcast one time had Justin Gaethje is one of the is the guy that she tattooed on Justin's one of Justin's trainers, Luke. Luke has a podcast and a hunting kind of outfit where he takes these MMA guys and kind of introduces them to the outdoors. Super cool thing. He lost the bet, so Tina tattooed a portrait of Justin on this baby body on this guy. I saw that. Well, Justin, a couple months back. They were all hanging out, and one of the guys on there said, I'd like to get kicked. So they were in a circle, and he, Justin kicked this fella. And then he put a picture of his leg on Facebook or Boy, Instagram he- like two days later. And I was like, I, I don't ever want to get kicked like that. I'm a pretty tough guy, dude, but I, you know, we're getting ready to go hike in the mountains. I'm not, I don't want to let somebody kick me in the, in the leg. It looked like he was incapacitated. I don't, I don't want to get kicked, but anyway. Yeah, but super, super good guys, and Justin – Who's the champion? I was super humble, dude. Really, really, really nice. Took care of Tina and, and I and gave us a bunch of sign-free stuff. But cool. anyway, serious archery products and tough head broadheads. Um, they're responsible for two dead deer for me. This One I couldn't find, but the other one I found got her cut up. So same broadhead, two oh, separate yeah. animals. Yeah, so far. I'm going to try to shoot every deer I shoot. Didn't use any, though. Well, Did not. If we'd, had a, if we'd have had a rifle... We'd have been done about day three. We'd have been home real early. But uh, you just, you know, it's, that's bow hunting. But you can't shoot lethal broadheads to a rifle, can you? Wait, no, and you can't shoot a broadhead 200 yards as much as you try. You can, I guess, but it probably wouldn't be as effective <laughs> out there. And, uh, just make them mad. And then Steak and Shake. Steak and Shake. Brother Michael Buto and Steak and Shake. Uh, go support him. He's an awesome dude. And uh, our friends at Answers in Genesis. And if you'd like to sponsor our program, it is very, very simple. We'll send you the questionnaire and the paperwork, and uh, you just send it back in, and you become a sponsor. That's it. That's all it. That's all it takes. Easy as it comes. Yeah, it does. And um, 
Your press in. We'll get to talking, but we got a lot to catch up on. Yep. We've been going a couple of weeks. Lord, thank you for a few minutes we have today just to talk about you, your word. Uh, Lord, thank you for the book of Daniel. And uh, we want to be courageous in chaotic times. And so bless this time, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So before we get to my favorite book of the Old Testament, it's a tie probably, this one and uh, Judges. But Daniel's one of my, one of my favorites. Um, I'll recap our trip. Okay. So we get there, did the podcast with those guys, the tattoo drive in that night, <laughs> probably like nine o'clock. Of course you're on different time. So it's darker. Saturday it, night, Sunday night. It's Sunday night. White out snow. Hmm. White out snow. I saw some pictures. Yeah. So we, so we pulled in that morning. We got there pretty early Sunday morning and then slept. We got, we just slept and then I took a truck stop shower, which are completely underrated. And I feel like I shouldn't talk about them on the podcast because I want to keep them to myself. But if you have not had a love's truck stop shower, you're missing out. But did all that stuff, drove in to the mountain. So from where he lived to the mountain, about two hours and 30 minutes, uh, hour and 20 of that like back road. And it's, we get to the top of the mountain and it starts, to, it was raining. And Tina goes, I think there's some heavier stuff hitting the windshield. So I'm trying to be like, nah, it's probably just, your rain or whatever. By the time we got to the top, which was about 10,000, well, the top of that pass, probably 10,000 feet, it was whiteout snowing. Like you couldn't see from from 20 yards in front of you with the brights on. So we're going to this mountain pass, four-wheel load, just kind of creeping along. And finally got to the point where I was like, we're just going to have to pull over here and sleep in the truck because I can't see. 20 yards and this road is pretty windy and there's some drop-offs and things like that. And she was, you could tell she was getting a little bit nervous cause it was, you know, <laughs> so we pulled over. Let's go home. And this dude <laughs> blasts past us at like 40 stops, backs up. Y'all all right. I said, yeah, we're fine. We're just gonna sleep here until we, you know, till light. So what we can see, he goes, okay, I'm gonna go head on in. So we worried about him the whole time. So he's going so fast, but we got there in the morning. We, sun came up, stopped snowing probably six inches on maybe five, six inches on the ground. Drive into where Chris was waiting on us. That dude's truck sitting there. There, he made it okay, I guess. So, uh, and it, all the snow was gone by the next day, the next evening. But the problem is when the sun comes out, it got to be about probably sixty that day, and uh, it's like you're in a torrential downpour because all of the snow that's on the pines and the aspen yeah. stuff is just dripping on you. So we had to wear rain gear the whole next day. But then after that, the weather was really, really nice. We didn't have any more rain or snow. Oh, good. Uh, didn't kill anything, but saw a ton of animals. Tina got to see a bull moose, which is pretty cool. She'd never seen one in real life and didn't realize how big they were. Yeah. And we saw one about 10 feet. I told her she just said, I thought that was an elk. And- <laughs> we got in big trouble. <laughs> but it was, yeah. So it was, this one was a, probably about a five-year-old male. Had oh, big yeah. paddles, but he hadn't gained his weight yet. So she's like... I think it's like seven foot at the shoulder. I was like, Did you yeah, get a big No, it came out of boom, right across and stopped and then took off. It's like a moose would take off, but we got a super good look at it. We were from here to the wall away, yeah. from, wow. away from it. So, but yeah, I saw a bunch of different stuff. I saw pine martin, a couple of pine martins, which are kind of rare, but you see them and they saw a bunch of elk, saw a bunch of speed goats, saw a bunch of dun mule deer. Every, I mean, everything you could see. Bear? No, I saw a little bit. Saw so many last year, got the bear tag to kill one. We saw a little bear cub come across the road as we were driving. Like a little bitty thing, like 40 pounds. So we were looking for mom. 
to see, you know, where he was going. Just skittered across the road and never saw him again. So he must have been lost. Someone could have shot his mom, I guess, but I don't like to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't yeah, know that. So. You can talk about that on the podcast that's the, if you killed the mom. No, well, no, I would have if I'd killed her. But <laughs> no, you're not supposed to. That's one of the things. If you see a mom that's got cubs, you're not supposed to. Yeah. That's kind of off. I'm not supposed to stop your vehicle and shoot something, are you? Or can't no, you? you have to be out of the right of way. So it's it's really different up there. So like the, these roads, I say like a state route is what the road in is, but it's a it's a well maintained gravel road. Yeah, their state routes are very different. But you have to be out of the right of way of any of those roads. Now there's logging roads. You can shoot them from the logging road if you, you get back there. But normally you're walking. But uh, you have to be a what's it 45 feet off the center line. And by that time, whatever you've jumped out of your vehicle to try to shoot is is long gone. Yeah. So. Which is kind of it's good. You don't want people no. chucking arrows across the highway. <laughs> That'd be a bad deal. That'd be a bad deal. Mama bear, get your yep. bow. That's right. That's right. So, but uh, that was a good trip. Good. Really, really good. I sleep really good out there. <laughs> I do. I sleep really good. Tina slept really good too. We were cold, warm. Everything went really good. Well fed. I didn't. I didn't lose as much weight this year. Of course, I didn't have as much weight, but Tina didn't hardly lose any, so that was good. Oh, good. That's good. Good. Well, we're glad you're back. Yeah. Missed you. Glad to be back. Still haven't gotten a haircut. We noticed that, but. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to. Tina says she likes I don't know. I think she's fibbing to me, but. I think Tina dislikes you and just tries to help you keep yourself confident. You would hope that she would want me to be as attractive as possible, though. You know? <laughs> You think, like she's got to look at me. She's the one that looks at me the most. So I'll figure that she, she wouldn't fib to me about that. Yeah. Uh, so Book of Daniel, my favorite book. That's my favorite Old Testament book. And the first chapter is interesting. So talk, talk a little bit about the exile, right? Yeah. So how did it start? What happened? What did God say? Yeah. So we got Israel split into two kingdoms, and the the northern kingdom they went wicked fast and. uh the Syrians came and deported them, 722. We really don't hear any more from them. But uh, the northern kingdom, which was Benjamin and Judah, uh, their capital was in Jerusalem. And uh, I think they had 20 kings, 12 of them wicked, really wicked, idolatry. And so Jeremiah, Isaiah, and all those guys, God sent them there and said, hey, if you don't turn back to God. And of course, God had brought them to the land, fought their battles, Provided everything they needed. We, we read through Joshua, and of course, God's fighting their enemies and giving them the land. Uh, but they so often got into idolatry and he also gave them fair warning. Yeah, right. Yeah. You guys aren't rotating the land like I told you to. You guys aren't. Yeah, uh, um, uh, yeah I didn't. I didn't really get into that. Story, no, you but, didn't. Uh, that's 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 our job here. Yeah, seventy <laughs> seventy years they stay exiled and so they didn't obey the sabbath like he had asked right so he's going to take that back right yeah so every seven years they're supposed to not plant the crops and uh god would provide in the six year plenty for the next two years but uh you know they felt like well we gotta we can't do that and uh and so he was like the land's going to get the sabbath because you're not going to be here you're going to be in exile and so king nebuchadnezzar Babylonians come, defeat them the first time in 605. Right. That's when they deport some of the leading young people, the nobility, royalty. So they pick the smartest, best looking. Yeah. Best. And they're going to, they're going to make them Babylonians. Babylonians. And then they're going to send them back. It was the plan. Yeah. Send them back into Israel and then 
That's, and and the, maybe the best advisors right. for the king. Right. Uh, of course, you know, he had uh, magicians and astronomers and all those. You, you know what? When we get to chapter two, he he didn't believe about half what they said, I don't think. Cause, well, he didn't trust them very much. You can no. tell. You know, when we get into the later chapters, you're going to find out pretty quick yeah. that he— In chapter two, he's like, tell me what I dreamed and what it means, because if I tell you what I dreamed, then you're going to make up something. Right. And they're like, whoa. Yeah. We don't know how to do that. So, well, we'll get to that because that's some of my some of the yeah the best parts. And you're gonna preach all, all the way through, right? Yeah. Okay. I I'm gonna get the first six before Thanksgiving, and then the last six after New Year's. That's good. Yeah. Um. So, what? Oh, you're going. You going? I don't know if I can wait that long. That's yeah. a whole like well, it's six, hard to five do the, weeks or something. Kind of hard to do the prophecy right there at Christmas time. So I figured <laughs> give a little break. Kind of it kind of naturally splits first six chapters in the last six. I caught Michael, brother Michael. Afterwards, and I said, you know, they really applauded for preacher preaching the first chapter of Daniel. I said, let's see how they do. Let's see how much that uh, that uh, applause is when he gets to the math section. Yeah, and he's, yeah. it's <laughs> I, I, you know, I tell people it's a lot different studying and preaching because preaching you, you there's a little bit of art in it that yeah. you want to be able to engage right. and and teach. And uh, and so it's a little more challenging. We did this, of course. You knew this because, and I've talked about it on the podcast. We went through this book in our Sunday school class. Yeah. And there was multiple people who came back and was like, you know, studying that book as a kid. Of course, you're not really studying the book. You're, you're getting the Daniel lines in and yeah. the, the fiery furnace and the things out of it. Uh, yeah. Maybe even the statues. Um, and break it down what the statues mean. But you're looking at it as an adult. You're like, oh, this book takes on a whole new. Yeah. kind of aspect yeah. for for what I, you know, and, and then the history yeah. that you're able to overlay and, yeah. and figure out who is who and, and how accurate this book really is. Right. And, and of course, you didn't really talk about it, and I don't know if you if you skipped it I, I mean, or if I missed it, but um, there's always been a lot of um, discrepancy over who wrote the book. Yeah, yeah. And there's one main reason why we believe the Daniel in the book is the Daniel that wrote it, and that is yeah. because Christ basically says he did. Yeah, yeah. But if anybody knows, Jesus did. Well, you and, know, uh, Brother Michael's doing a, a a study called The Church in Babylon on uh, Sunday night, and people wonder, you know, as we go through the book, we keep Daniel's Hebrew name, right? and we then we have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which is their Babylonian names. Right. And they're like, well, why do we call them the he- the Babylonian names? And, and, and I'm like, well, if Daniel wrote it, he would have referred to them by their Babylonian names right. in Babylon. Right. But he would have said, hey, I'm Daniel. <laughs> right. Because my, my, main, my name is related to God. The, right. Uh, but I, yeah. I even think that. that that's, that's pretty good. But, but the fact that Christ yeah. quotes him and says, sure. this is the writer, then that's a pretty good yeah. endorsement as well. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, But, you know, there's a lot of people in the church that they don't understand the whole storyline. You really need to take the time and understand you know, where the Israelites came from, you know, God called Abraham and Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, he brings them out of bondage. There's the kingdom, they're in the promised land, and then the the division, right. and then there's two kingdoms, and, and one kingdom is, the Israel is right. defeated by the Syrians, and then we've got Judah, who is the, Jerusalem is the capital, and, and we hear of those people they're the ones that go into exile and then they come back to the land a lot of people just don't understand the the framework of that and you you 
you're just going to miss so much when you read through the Old Testament if you don't right. kind of understand what's going on, which group of people is which, what king, because you, know, you got two kings right. back and forth, right. and kings and there was chronicles. There was three one kings, then they split, then each one had a king, then one gets taken over, then the other one doesn't get taken over until later right. by Babylon. Babylon's huge, right? Yeah. I mean... And they talk about Nebuchadnezzar quite, quite possibly. And I mean, this is in some of the, the when, as we were going through Daniel, some of the uh, kind of the commentaries that we read through was he was quite possibly the greatest king of all time, as far as yeah. land and power and money and yeah. and just the amount of things that he had. He was quite possibly one of the. And in the dream he had, you know, he's the head of gold, right? And they, you know, the greatest. Then you got silver and bronze, and right. they're, they're underneath that, and so. Uh, yeah, and and then we talked just a little bit about Babylon is, is you know they're defeated, but this this term Babylon is, I mean it shows up in Revelation. It it, it begins to kind of be the antithesis of Jerusalem. Right. It's the worldliness. It's world powers. Uh, there's this battle in Revelation, and we got Babylon again. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll say, well, we don't have a country called Babylon, but in Revelation, it's more of the evil world systems that oppose right. the things of God. And, uh, well, and so, and also the application of understanding, uh, kind of the Jewish history, right. Is it, well, we're in book of acts now and you're seeing how you've got a group of guys coming in and going, Hey, all that stuff that you've learned from the time that you were born with it, your school is based around that your lifestyle is based around. Yeah. We're done with that. We've got, you know, so it, and it helps to kind of understand why, why the Jewish people would have had such a hard time with this. Hey, that Messiah that you've been waiting on, he's already been here yeah. and he's done this. And, you know, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a neat kind of a thing to look at and, and, yeah. under, and kind of try to understand. Um, rarely in the world do you see a culture who, from the time kids are old enough to learn, they're teaching about the history of that culture. We yeah. don't do that. I mean, we do, you know, U.S. history, but we don't spend a ton of time. I mean, that was their main. Yeah study was this is where we came from where god's chosen people and this is this and pretty yeah. cool yeah pretty, pretty cool so they would have had that jewish heritage and when they were taken to babylon they they intentionally tried to transform them into babylonians yes get, teach them their literature their everything right make them as you know they feed them they indoctrinate them they want them to forget the past and right. and be Babylonians. Well, they're giving them the king's food. They're treating them, you yeah. know. The thing that I didn't understand, and again, this we're all over the board because of just being the first, yeah, first chapter of Daniel. The thing that I didn't understand is if if it, if I was a conquering nation, I I'd take the good looking, really smart, well educated young men. Well, then they made them eunuchs. So when they go back, if they've put all this Babylon in them, they can't reproduce. Well, it does you know? They, it's just kind of the standard. I think but. it's probably uh, their. Their allegiance or their priority right. is to the king and not to <laughs> women and other stuff. Not to the women oh, in the kingdom. That's one way to take care of it, I guess. But yeah. you understand what I mean? Like yeah. if you're going to send these people back with all this Babylonian culture to to indoctrinate these people, yeah, you'd think you'd want them reproducing and yeah, and you know have a kid. But yeah, it's just yeah. one of those things that always scratch my head and go, well, that's an odd yeah. kind of yeah concept. But whatever. Well, and they're also to kind of bridge the gap between the king and the the people right and so i guess they didn't want them to have any other priorities yeah so you talked about daniel's courage yeah so and, and well and he, of course he takes his friends along with him so he's a young 
fella, 14, 15, something mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're a long ways from home. Mm-hmm. And it would have been easier to just say, well, just go with the flow because we don't want to lose our life. And, you know, it's easier to go with the flow. Yeah. And yet he's, I mean, he, they change his name and they teach him, but he's like, there's, I'm not going to compromise on what I eat. <laughs> and, uh, and again, I, I, it, it's not, I mean, we have this American view of, you know, religious. Well, it gets him, I mean, as much as, and you're going to find out, and again, I don't, I'm trying to talk about this without giving too much of the book away. I don't want to yeah. ruin it, you know, yeah. but you find out that the king immediately likes him. Yeah. Right. And immediately blesses and, him with all of these things. And that's, you know, we, we talked about the theme of the book, I think, is the sovereignty of God. Right. Because we certainly see, you know, Daniel makes a proposition, let's try this for 10 days. And they listen to him. Well, God's behind that. Right. And uh, <laughs> he's a prisoner, basically, and going, hey, how about this? Yeah. So, let's, and I said, it, it'd be kind of like an Afghanistan woman saying to the Taliban, I'm not going to wear a head covering. Right. And you'd let, be like, let me try to not wear it just for 10 days and see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so it wasn't like, you know, I, I want to exercise a religious exemption and not eat this food. No, you're in a foreign land. You're expected to do what they tell you. Right. And uh, and so he's bold, bold in the sense that, uh, you know, he's like, I, let, let, let me, let's try this for 10 days. I'll eat the vegetables. We'll see how it turns out. Uh, but But he was, you know, he had these convictions about what he ate. And again, there may be more issues, but Leviticus has these dietary restrictions right. and he's like I th- this would defile me and I don't want to do that even though I'm in a foreign land and even though probably nobody's going to see me from back home right. I I don't want to do that. He was so so I guess well, the the way I take it and especially the way that you explained it on Sunday is he is not defiant. Yeah. He's just asking to continue what he's normally done yeah. he's not standing up to them and going i'm not eating your food and i'm not drinking your wine and i'm not doing he's not defiant he's not right. a, he's not directly opposite direct opposition of what they're asking right he's just saying let's try it this way and and, and see if my god will take care of me yeah and when he does right right and and not that they weren't willing to do that because obviously they're going to be thrown into the furnace right when they say well we can't do that we're going to get in the lines then and we're going to get in the furnace and, but we'll and, find out about that yeah so the as much as they could be, they want to. Here's a proposal. Right. Let's see if we can work something out. Now, if if they'd said you eat it anyway, maybe they'd have said, uh uh-uh. uh. Right. Go ahead and well, put a bullet in my head. Well, because we find out later to with the prayer. Yeah. And I'm going to pray it, whatever it costs me. Right. Yeah. Right. We find that out later. So, and again, it's hard to talk about this without kind of getting into yeah. other parts of the book. Yeah, but, sure. um, Here's a, here's a general question. So we when we studied this, the first five chapters seem to be in kind of a chronological order. You find out that, you know, you're fine. But the last six chapters, you have no idea what order because there's things that it mentions that's prior to, and then you yep. find out that Daniel ends up being in Babylon for the reign of three separate kings. Yep. Right? Yep. One that really, really liked him, one that liked him okay, one that didn't like him at all. Yeah. So you know, you find there's a time period here. You're going to think 70 years. I mean, by the time this thing's over, is it 88 maybe? Yeah. In his 80s? Yeah. Has to be. Right. Depending on, you know, how right. old he was. But for 66, I mean, he's there when Cyrus comes in, and that's right. 66 years later. So right. So he's endured, I mean, scholars think 13 kings. Was it 13? King, yeah. And that well, would, there's three mentioned. That would right. be Judah, 
Judas. Oh, okay. They had okay. a few more. Right. After Jehoiakim, they had a few more, and then Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar. Belshazzar, and then Belshazzar. Well, he's Belshazzar, and then Cyrus, and then then the the king that yeah that that. If Caesar writing on the wall would not be necessarily the king, but was supposed to be because he get he yeah. dies the next day or whatever. We, again, yeah. we're getting way into the book, but yeah. Um, but but Daniel, you know, he had a high view of God, and and I think he thought, you know, God will honor my my courage, right. and he did. Yeah. And uh, you know, God God's hand was upon him, and they excelled in learning, and and he never throughout the book you find that he never takes his power. No, because he gets put. Yeah, he's the high way up, he's right? The prime minister, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> right. So he never comes in and tries to use his power to. You know, he does no. pray and ask, no. "Hey, can yeah. you end this? God, can you end this now? Can we get back in you in the? Yeah, you know. But other so than that, he's gonna in chapter two. He's gonna pray and he's he's gonna say, "Man can't do that, Nebuchadnezzar, but there's a God who can. Right. He can tell me you're, you know." And so he's he's certainly uh, always acknowledging. It's not me, but God can. And uh, the thing, yeah. the thing that we noticed when we went again when we did the book, and and it's kind of nice to be able to talk about because it it's the first chapter, and I'm not, yeah, you know, besides the courage part is. So every king that came, it was almost like they forgot all the cool things Daniel did as the prior king. Yeah, and he had to prove himself all over again. And by the time he gets to the king that takes their Israel's cups and drinks out of them and sees the writing on the wall, he, you can tell he's exhausted. Like, dude. <laughs> You can pay for that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't have much to say, but what I can tell you is that you're not long for this world. You know, it's, yeah. it, so, and you think about, you know, well, he's made it through, he's made it through, uh, he's been appointed the high priest because, or the high, whatever, prime minister, prime minister because he's able to, God uses God, uses him to interpret these dreams. Then you go all the way through and then he breaks a law that, basically breaks King Nebuchadnezzar's heart and then you know you find all that stuff out. And then there's a new king and he's got to impress that guy by having, you know, doing another. Darius, yeah. 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 So the, the kind of the takeaways and the the application is is kind of where where we want to spend some time each week and you know, it's tougher in some of the chapters. Mm-hmm. Uh but obviously in chapter 1 is we we need to have conviction mm-hmm. and courage and we we need, you know, we need People to run for office with conviction, yep. and we, our young people, man, they're in Babylon. You ain't kidding, like never before. Yep. And uh, you know, I had some a young lady come up afterwards, and she just said, "You know, it's hard to have convictions about lifestyles because there are so many different lifestyles now." And <laughs> and for for me to say yours is wrong, and so many young people. Uh, they don't want to have anything to do with the church, and uh, I mean, she—I could tell her sincerity in saying, you know, I hear what you're saying, but this is hard. I so, and and I know what you mean, and and this has come from a a person with Tina and I who have, we have children who. They don't have the kind of lifestyle I think that this person was particularly talking about, but they have some things in their lifestyle that doesn't fit with what the Bible teaches. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's one of those things where you, it's hard to tell a 20 some year old, Hey, I want you to come to a place and hang out with us and, and be around other people. But we're going to consistently tell you some of the things you're doing from Sun, yeah. you know, from Saturday or from, from Monday to Saturday or Sunday night, to Saturday are not what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. when you have a culture 
Yeah. That is so accepting of everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it would have been so easy for Daniel to, and those guys to say, hey, we're in a foreign country. We got to do what they tell us. Right. And just went with it. The interesting thing is, and you don't really find out, you know that Daniel is a godly man. Yeah. And he's praying and he's everything else. But you never really hear, like in other Old Testament books, where God comes down and goes, hey, I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. I'm, you need to do what you have been taught and, and keep the path. Yeah. You, you don't really hear that. You see it. Yeah. But, you know, Chedrach, Meshach, and Abednego, obviously, oh, yeah. they're going to be like, if God doesn't rescue us, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's still God. And we're, and we're supposed to live that way. Right. You know, it, it might, we might be persecuted. And I, I like to think I have that attitude yeah. until they're getting ready to throw me in that yeah. furnace. Well, I, I said, I'm going to have that kind of resolve that Daniel had, that yeah. whatever it cost. And, and so just kind of in closing, you know, some people isolate from culture and say, you know, we're going to guard our children. And, and I, I understand that. And, but I, I think what Daniel would teach us is to engage without compromise, to be in the world, to be salt and light in the world, to let your light shine. And, you know, take it and engage, but but you don't have to compromise in that. And well, that's that's hard. And I'm not. This is not us bragging by by any means. But that but that podcast. You know, I, I was in the Navy. I, I'm used to language. Yeah. It's a little rougher than others. And sometimes, I, you know, I had language is a lot rougher. But I'm probably certain that when Tina and I sat down with those guys. That was probably the first time Jesus has been mentioned on that podcast, other than in a way that was like, you know, yeah. sweet Jesus, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know. yeah. And not that anything, but well, I, don't ha- I can hang out with those guys. Yeah. Great guys. Dude. Wonderful guys. Had a wonderful time. Yeah. N- nothing wrong. But I don't have to talk like that. No, and I don't have to. No. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I don't have to apologize for hanging out with people like that because, yeah. I mean— they're as good a people as anybody. Yeah, they're just a little different. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Right. And so, so many areas. I mean, some people over the years have said, "Why, why would you send your kids to public school?" And I want, I'm like, I, I want to, them to have some influence. Right. And uh, you know, for teachers, I, I mean, I, I want, I want Christians to be teachers and say, you know, here's a line. We're not teaching this, but we'll go and teach right. school stuff well, and, and shine. You know, we, of Jesus. we've talked about this when I retire, whenever that's going to be, I, I'm going to try to probably teach, and it's, which is, it was just a way to use my degrees, but it's something that I'm very passionate about. My mom's a teacher, my brother's a teacher. And, and, you know, when I talk to my brother now and anybody who's watching the news where he teaches, he's like, there's a lot less Christian teachers than you would think yeah. anymore. And used to be, but you know, when my mom taught, I remember yeah. every person she taught with, they went to church somewhere. And I mean, this is people, yeah. you know, the inside of our church, Marilyn Moore, Connie Coors. You know these these people. Yeah. Well, it's and, harder, and because right. they and Jenny, want other things. Krishna, you know all of them. They want other things that aren't anything to do with education taught, right. and uh, there's so many areas. I mean, in our Sunday night study, Church in Babylon, uh, with Michael was just talking about with Paige, how hard it is to be an HR person today because you got a company <laughs> telling you, Jeez, I, "We yeah. want these values," and you work for them. And you don't have those values, right? And it's just it's hard. And she she's a special person anyway because she you know she's just super super sweet. But I was laughing at her Sunday. I said we're getting ready to leave here and go pay you. She said we mean I said when we go to Menards, we end up finding fifty things. We get our dog food and stuff there. We'll find fifty different things. But thinking about her at HR, they're impressing. This is the company's values, yeah. And your responsibility is to 
uphold yeah. this company's values, and you might not share the values. No, no. You know. Yeah. So it's, it's tough. And just yeah. engaging without compromise is, is going to get tougher and tougher. And so I think we can learn some things from Daniel. Oh, yeah. And uh, God, God will honor our courage. Uh, doesn't mean it'll be easy. Doesn't mean we might not get thrown into the fire. Right. Or into the lines then or into them. But he'll be faithful. And uh, so anyway, join us join us Sunday. We'll be in Daniel chapter two. I, well, just so you know, if no one else is excited about this, I'm I'm super I'm super excited about it. But you know, like I said, it's just a book that I've I've spent a lot of time in. Yeah. Uh, I've taken t- a couple classes on it, spent a bunch of time in it. I just really like it and I think even through it, it's really funny because you're taking a break in between and people when you come back if people haven't really paid attention to the book, they're like, "Is this the same book?" Yeah, that he was- <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's- is this the is this the same book he was talking about yeah. the last time we talked about this? Because it doesn't seem like the same book. But uh, what we got going on here at church? I know we got to get out of here pretty soon because we've got to go and uh, listen to Brother Jim sing a little bit and hang out with we our got gospel gospel every home tonight, and uh, our pastoral care team is visiting our upward parents and guardians during this week at practice if you want to come out and, and meet some new upward parents that we didn't get to do it last year so some of them is first year it's awesome game starts uh, saturday and so we will be upward games the next seven weeks and you've already been sneaking around with the devotional list trying to get people to so if you are interested you can you can message us on here or yeah or text or whatever. Share your testimony or a little devotional, mm-hmm. five or six minutes during the upward games. You know it's a really good time. It's really funny too because staff used to do it before you came along. It's all it was always the staff, and uh, I'd run into people at the grocery store. I, I, you I don't remember everybody sitting out. There are tons of parents and grandparents and everything else, and they come over. Hey, I said hey. I said I see you at the at the upward game over Berlin. I was like, yeah, who gives you the opportunity to kind of say, Hey, I go to church there. I work there, you know, I yeah. sing and you know, whatever. And I, Kent used to always sing and I never would do that. I just find a Bible verse. I thought yeah. it was kind of applicable to the, to what they had going on. And, um, and it was really funny because they like, yeah, I saw you do a yeah. little, little thing there at the halftime of the, yeah. <laughs> and pray. And I said, yeah. yeah, it's a good opportunity to meet some people. I met some last night that aren't churched and, uh, get in by them and uh, they appreciate us doing upward. So yep. good stuff. Join us. Pray for us. Brother. I will. Lord, we just thank you for this time. Lord, we just thank you for uh, for this book. Lord, I get excited about uh, this book just because it's just so close to me. And and Lord, just help us to just be able to figure out uh, your meaning for each of our lives as we go through the chapters of this book. Lord, there's so much good stuff in here. Uh, Lord, help us to just uh, relay that as, as, as you would have it relayed to people. Lord, just bless our ministries as they just continue along. Thank you for the growth that you've given this church. Lord, thank you for uh, getting me back safe and Tina back safe. And, and uh, Lord, we missed this place and missed, uh, missed our home. So we just thank you for that. And Lord, we ask that you uh, just lift up all those who are sick. And all those who uh, who have got bad diagnosis this week, or, or struggling with COVID, or, or anything else, so we just ask for healing and comfort in those situations. And Lord, most importantly, thank you for your Son Jesus. It's in His name we pray. Amen. 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 That is good.